Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Time for here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. All right, let's go. We are at the quarter pole, people. Exciting things happening. Booms, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. Great to see you in person this week. It's great to be here with you and a lot of things to talk about, especially last. Thursday night's game between uh, the Commanders and the Bears, and I think kind of like a little bit of a reemergence for Justin Fields. Which one's more real, Wilson or Fields? Well, Fields has had two really good games back-to-back, and you know, even though he missed a couple open guys, probably about four or five open guys against the Commanders, I didn't think the man- Commanders came to play the first half. It was no. like a seven-on-seven drill uh, for Justin Fields, and, and DJ Moore showed just how good of a wide receiver he is, but... You know, I'm happy for Justin I'm, because, you know, he has been under the gun now for about a good year and a half, two years. And uh, the criticisms that's been thrown at him, justified for sure. But at least he's got a couple weeks of breathing room here because he's had two pretty productive games. Yeah, and his head coach probably earned himself another week or two because I think if they lose that game, he may have been toast. Yeah, well, it's hard to say. I mean, I like if you if you follow them uh, and you know the pressure that is around that team again already, uh, you know people are going to be running for the exits and trying to cover their own asses. And usually, that's when a GM fires a coach. So it was a very important win for them. It was a pressure point for sure, and they certainly certainly play, showed up and they played. You know, a very like maligned. I, I don't know how to explain the way the Commanders played. And I just I do. wonder, does uh, does Ron Rivera talk to anybody during the game, or does he just stand there with his <laughs> arms folded? Dude, he looks like a guy who lost his keys. I feel he's bad. Like he's standing in a parking lot at a Home Depot. Or you know, I can or, understand. Or, I can understand that look when Dan Snyder was owning the team. I have a hard time understanding that look, and I know I, I know I don't watch a lot of Commander games. I do watch some of the tape of Sam Howell, which I think he's going to be a good player. But, man, I'll tell you what, there was no energy whatsoever no. around that I team. think part of the problem, I know I'm not allowed to say it, but whatever, what the hell. I think Thursday night's a horrific idea for players. I don't think a lot of times one or both of the teams are ready to play. You see a lot of bad games. Physically, they're not recovered. 
Can't speak to the mental aspect. But, yeah, you get more of these duds on Thursday night. And I think Al Michaels reflects that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, Ron Rivera and Al Michaels' energy quotient. It's a push. I, I'm, and I'm not blaming Al Michaels or Kirk Herbstreit. I would be the same way if I were doing the games. I mean, I literally fell asleep. I mean, hard sleep third quarter of this game. Put me right out. Yeah, it was essentially a melatonin for the soul. It was bad. Let's let's get to the rundown. Hey, let's talk about more happy stuff. Let's go to the rundown. The NFL Rundown. All right. Let's talk Giants football. What in the actual baby Jesus was that? And well, who do I blame as well, a Giants fan? You blame the entire roster because uh, it was basically flatlining all across the board. And, you know, Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks came in. They took it to your team. You take a look at the statistics. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, they have given up more points. They score less points. And they actually have not gotten one turnover from an opposing team in four games. I've never seen that. I mean, like, they are a minus eight. They've turned the ball over eight times, and they haven't forced a turnover. And there you have it. The statistics tell you all you need to know. But, but go deeper than that. Hold on. So schematically, what am I missing? Now, again, well, they've invested in the offensive line. They're not one of these teams that ignore it. The O-line, this is the bottom of the chili pot. And then you go to the defensive line. All the money. Leonard Williams and 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 Thibodeau and 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 Dexter. Uh, Dexter thank yes. you. I'm 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 apoplectic. I just Boomer at the line of scrimmage, they are atrocious. Right. So uh, I know it's easy to blame the offensive line for everything, and there were a couple times where Daniel had no chance to get away from the pass rush, but there are at least four or five times where he just doesn't even read the defense. And two of those where he doesn't read the defense, one results in the pick six. The other one results into a fumble and a short field for Seattle. That's 14 points right there that the offense has now given up. And that is usually, usually the precursor to a wipeout or a blowout, which is exactly what the Giants have dealt, dealt with. They've had one half of football, and that was the second half against the Arizona Cardinals, where they actually looked like the team that we saw last year that went to the playoffs. Every other game, they have come out flat, they have gotten behind, and they haven't—they don't have the offensive prowess to be able to come from behind, even though they did it against the Cardinals, you know, sustainable over the year. So you talk about a team that is under extreme pressure. It's going to be them going down to Miami this week. They're going to get killed in Miami. That's, then Buffalo's going to drop a bomb on them. So my, my question is this. I mean, I can't believe we're talking like that. I knew they'd regress. I thought they'd be a seven or eight win team. I just didn't think they could duplicate last year. Boomer, are we talking about selling as the deadline would approach? You're sitting at one and five? I got to believe that Joe Shane and Brian Dable are sitting there going, we cannot believe what we're seeing from our $41 million quarterback. And to miss blitzes, to be inaccurate, to have a misread down by the goal line, those things are not why they're paying him what they're paying him. And I'm sorry, that's just the honest-to-God truth. And I know Giant fans don't like to hear it. They like to oh, protect their quarterbacks. And you're a Giant fan, so I'm telling you probably what you already know. I knew they had to do what they did. I wasn't happy about it, but you know what I know. If you have a quarterback and you won a playoff game and he resurrected his career, they couldn't just go, well, let him walk. Like, I love all these hot takes of, oh, that contract age. Well, what were they supposed to do? Name a team that lets their quarterback walk. In that situation, nobody. But you know, here, here are the op, you know their opportunities were maybe Baker Mayfield, maybe Derek Carr, 
or sign Daniel Jones. This and they chose line, they'd be in the same spot. Right. I'm, I'm sure they would be, but they decided to sign Daniel Jones for that amount of money. That was the thing that was shocking. So if you are a quarterback and you are making that amount of money, you have to play up. Basically play up and camouflage where all the, you know, where all the shortcomings may be. And quite frankly, I don't know about Darren Waller. I don't know what's going on with him. They don't even target him. Well, hopefully this week they will. And by the way, this week is a huge week because they're playing against a Miami defense that is not that great. You know that, and I know that. Yes. One of the reasons Miami is as good as it is is because of the offense, and when it gets going, it's almost impossible to stop it. And that's why Wink Martindale has been saying this week that he's having trouble sleeping, and I don't blame uh, him. Yeah, let me tell Looking you, I have trouble sleeping watching your blitz packages <laughs> that don't come home. <laughs> Serious. And, you know, you can't let him off the hook either. Could you and imagine it, these young defensive backs against these wide receivers? The matchup just screams blowout. It just does. Up sorry about that. No, don't be sorry. Oh, by the way, okay. shout out Evan Neal. You've just ended your career. I thought I saw Young the worst kid. Giants Could, offensive please, please. lineman in my life in Eric Flowers. Uh, I have news for you. You ready for this? Yes. Scones, you're going to love this. Eric Flowers is a Hall of Famer analytically compared to Evan Neal. Evan Neal is so much worse than Eric Flowers by every analytic measure of offensive lineman. Now you go out this week and you got the unmitigated balls to insult the fans who pay you? Oh, baby. That's going to – hold on. Let's go to Boomer for how that played this week in New York. Uh, did not play great, but he did apologize twice. Too late. And I will give it to him. He's a 22-year-old kid. He knows not what he says, and he hasn't been here the last seven years. He's only been here for two years, and one of those years they went to the playoffs. So I understand the frustration, and who knows what New Yorkers are yelling at him. So I, I appreciate oh. you standing up for the fans and everything else, but I think he's learned a valuable lesson just to, to button it up and go play better. Yeah, here's an idea. Be a replacement-level tackle. Let's, let's just shoot for that. <laughs> Awful. Let's go to the next part. And this is, again, I don't feel like this is a hot take if you think about it. Don't you agree it's time in New England? Don't you agree it's time that a conversation has to be had between Kraft and Belichick, that this is his last year? Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. Tell I mean, me I why. Know, make I, your and, case. This is not a hot take or anything. Let's just see what happens by the end of the year, and then we can make a, a better judgment. But here's the thing. Uh, you take a look at their schedule, and it starts with the Saints this week, and who knows who's playing quarterback for them. Um, this is a chance for the Patriots to get right. They should be able to win this game at home. Uh, their next seven games, they may be able to pull out five victories, believe it or not. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, wow, we got a shot. Oh, boy. Because it's a long, long season. This is one team, because of their schedule, that I will well, I will say right now, let's just wait for about eight weeks before we decide okay. whether or not we're going to fire Bill no, Belichick, no, no, no. the greatest I coach see, of all see, time. Hold on now. Now you're doing radio. Now okay. hold on a minute. Well, That's hyperbolic. All I said is... When let's look big picture, Boomer, they're not talented. They're not athletic. I don't think they have a quarterback. And now Bill is turning into crazy grandpa, bringing back the dead body of J.C. Jackson. But he has to. <laughs> For what? Well, because he just lost Gonzalez, their first overall draft, uh, their first draft pick. And they also lost Matthew Judon on defense. I so understand. They need somebody. But they need bodies. Jackson Jackson and who's is, paying for him, by the way? I know, but the I'm Chargers saying, are paying for him. Right? It's like it's like Moneyball when they talk to David Justice in the batting cage. The Yankees are paying me f to take you. <laughs> I just 
the whole thing, Boomer, it doesn't feel like it's moving forward. Especially, especially when you watch Miami and you watch the Buffalo Bills, especially the way the, the Bills have played the last three weeks, especially the way that Josh Allen has played the last three weeks. They look unbeatable right now. Let me ask you a question. I know they won, but I have to take it to last week because we love our, our malpractice segment. Do yes. you want to explain to me, because you and I had a very private emotional text about this. Do you want to explain to me Matt Eberflus passing up, taking the lead with like a minute and a half to go and going for it, not getting it, and then losing? You want to just help me because I'm, you know, I, I, I didn't play quarterback. Can I ask you, I know what I'm doing on Sunday. On Sunday, are you watching Red Zone? I watch everything. I know you do because you, you you text me about everything. I'm and I, can, and, I, and I can feel the emotion coming through the text. <laughs> I actually showed Bill Cower the text that you sent me about Eberflus. <laughs> Like, who is that? I said, he's Mike from Detroit, and he's pissed off again. I know, it's uh, just been explained. It's, it's 100% right. You have every every right, and Bears fans, have every, they should be on a two-game winning streak right That's now. my point. That's right. And that's why these coaches, Brandon Staley, Matt Eberflus, playing these games and believing in their players and trying to show them uh, by giving them examples of which way they're going to go on fourth down drives all of us crazy. I don't know why coaches just don't do what a coach should do normally and because nobody can really criticize him for that. If he kicks the field goal, whether it goes in, the kicker falls on his ass, or anything in between, no one's going to blame you. And the same thing if Brandon Staley would have punted in Minnesota on fourth and a foot from his own 24 with the lead. Nobody would ever blame him. He did it again against the Raiders. I know that, but the point being is that nobody would blame them for that. In other words, they bring the blame onto them because they make these just crazy decisions. Just bring me on Sunday. I'll do a malpractice <laughs> segment, and I'll kindly leave. No one will even have to tell me. Okay. All right, C.J. Stroud, let's uplift. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. What are you seeing? I mean, 94 for 151, about a 63% rate, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, and this is the key for a rookie, guys, no turnovers. What are you seeing is the key to his success? Got a couple breaks on the interceptions. You know, there are a couple things that could, a couple balls that could have been caught, but they they weren't. So you know, he has not thrown an interception yet uh, in his rookie campaign. I what I see is a kid with poise, and I also like you know how we feel like maybe Carolina's protecting Bryce Young. We feel like Indianapolis is trying to protect Anthony Richardson from having too many decisions to make. Yeah. This is like the complete opposite with this kid. I mean, the, the, it looks like the whole entire playbook is open. And when he drops back, he's planting his foot and he's letting it go. And he also is more mobile than I think any of us thought he was going to be. So I give him – he's ahead of the curve. There's no question about it. It's still early in his career. Of course. I don't want to elect him to the Hall of Fame just yet. But I think uh, I think Houston feels really good about the young man that they drafted and probably feels pretty good about the fact that Carolina passed them over. Okay, you brought uh, two notes. A, there's just a name people need to pay attention to because I thought he was way underutilized in college, my neck of the woods out in Michigan, played for Michigan. Nico Collins is a star. They didn't use him enough in college. This is a big-bodied, high-level, high-pedigree athlete, and you're seeing it now that they have a quarterback. C.J. Stroud trusts him. He's putting it out there. He's giving him an opportunity to make plays. Dude, Nico Collins is blowing up down there. You know, by the way, two uh, two kids just playing ball, right? That's yeah. what it feels like to me. And, I, and also watching D'Amico Ryans after the game in the locker room, those players really, you know, they appreciate their coach because they know what the coach did on the field. That's right. They also know where the coach came from, one of the best defenses in the NFL in San Francisco. So there is a, there's a real, like, heavy respect factor thing going on with them right now, and there's a real belief 
And they have an interesting game this week against Atlanta. I know we'll talk about it a little bit later. But they have a chance to get the three and two right now. I and I don't think anybody thought that they would be where they are right now. Oh, and by the way, I know no one's talking about it. And they got criticized for it. But the move to get Will Anderson, I know the sacks haven't been there yet. But he's third in pass rush win rate. If you're winning consistently against the man in front of you, the sacks are going to come. I still think Will Anderson's going to end up with nine or ten sacks. All right, so J.J. Watt did tell me, you know, week one when he actually was in studio with us, and he'll be in studio with us this Sunday. I think these millennials work every four weeks or something. I'm not really sure. But anyway, he told me that he thought Will Anderson was going to be a terrific pass rusher. Like, he has all the athleticism. He has all the want-to. And he knows, you know, he's the expert. He's the guy that had that. So he believes that Will Anderson is really going to be a good player for uh, the Texans. Yeah. And eventually the sacks will come. And I, I only said it just because I know we're all victim to stats. You, you got to look a little deeper, Will Anderson. He's winning. Well, the He's, whole team is winning. I That's know. the thing. He's going to get there. He'll be all right. We got a lot to do. And, and I'm going to ask you later about Carolina. I am very concerned with this Bryce Young thing. I know nobody knows Panther football and Frank Wright better uh. than you. We're going to get to it. The picks are sizzling. That's all I can tell you. We're back. Data points are back. We're back. That's how this game works. Lots to do. Don't make a move. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Let me tell you about Casamigos, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the entire family of Casamigos tequilas, the Reposado, the Añejo, Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Casamigos tequila reminds you to celebrate responsibly.